What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. This week on the podcast, we have Shay Haddo as our guest. Shay is an expert coach and speaker on confidence and the mindset for female athletes. She's worked with hundreds of youth female athletes and college teams from across the country. And today we chat with her about the five actions to instill a bulletproof mindset to become a master of your time and habits to crush your goals. Enjoy. Lady Ballers, spring season is here, which means even more time on the field doing what we love. That also means more hashtag soccer props, like sore feet, sore arches, and breaking in uncomfortable new cleats. That's why we've teamed up with Curix Insoles to help our Lady Baller community keep your feet feeling fresh so you can always give your best on the field. Check them out yourself at Curix.us. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S. Or look at the link in the description of this episode. And make sure to use the code SOCCERGIRL15 at checkout for 15% off of your own custom insoles. Curix Insoles are a scientifically proven by the German Sports University to reduce pressure, fatigue, and improve fit and comfort. We promise your feet will thank you. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, we can dive right in. I I know you wrote an amazing book, which congrats. It seems like everyone like absolutely loves it and like learned a ton from it. Um, how did you get into this? Like, what made you want to do what you're doing? My own experience, honestly. Um, so growing up, like I was a really good athlete until I got injured. So I I tore my ACL when I was 12 and like, it was, yeah, it was a process. So at first they actually misdiagnosed me. And so I kept going back and going back and it happened three other times. Um, and then finally they're like, Hey, Shay, like your ACL is gone. And so I had surgery at age 13. And after that, like I went from being like one of the fastest players on the team to one of the slowest, I had to totally change the way I played. And my confidence like was at an all time low, you know, I was way behind my teammates, um, obviously in, in skill and physical fitness and like all of the things. And like, I started to honestly, I started to not like the sport anymore. Right. And my dad played a huge, a huge part in that and the pressure, um, pressure to get recruited and all that. But at age 15, I almost quit. Like I, I remember before practice one day, just like looking at myself and thinking like, man, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so really like that lack of confidence and self-doubt followed me all the way through my college career at VCU and Utah state. And then my junior year, I got hurt again, had another surgery lost my starting spot. And then it wasn't until senior year that I was like, finally, it's time to take responsibility for, for my own future. Um, started learning about sports psychology, started learning about visualization and mindset and all that kind of stuff. And senior year ended up being the best year of my life. Luckily, like I, I figured it out. Um, but why I do what I do now is because I don't want girls to have to go through what I went through alone whether it's with lack of confidence or anxiety or mental health issues. Um, I just, I just didn't really have a mentor to help me through that time. And so that's my mission behind it is to help them, you know, go through this hard time in their life. Cause being a teenager is hard, being a teenage girl is hard. Right. Um, so yeah. And, and really just to help create confident, strong women, you know, that can, that can make the world a better place, honestly. I feel like we have very similar missions, except you got your senior year. I feel like we were too late. So that's great <laughs> that you had that year to like actually do that and, and have that different mindset. Yeah. What, what changed from you wanting to quit at 15 to then you going to play college? Cause that's a, that's a, you got to really 
want to play in college that you don't just accidentally happen to play in college. So like, what was the mindset there or what kept you going? And well, it really, yeah, it really was just my goal of wanting to play college soccer. And I think at that age, my identity was totally wrapped up and I'm a soccer player and that's all I am. And so I didn't, I didn't know what else there was possible for me. Right. So like everyone on my club team, they were getting recruited by UNC, like Kaylee. Oh, I played with her. And like they were getting recruited by BYU, Santa Clara. And it's like it was just something we did. And so it was is really that goal of playing college soccer. And so I went to Surf Cup. It was like, all right, Shay, you're going to give it one more chance. See you. See what happens. See if we can get recruited. And I ended up getting recruited there. And that's when it started to shift a little bit for me. I also was just thinking about how crazy it is that at age 12, you had like the worst injury that soccer players could get. And like, it just makes me think like, can you think back? Like, what was your mentality after that happened? Because I'm not sure like if other teammates have torn their ACL at that point for you and you couldn't like relate to other people, but like, were you so, just tell me a little bit about that. Like, how was your mentality at such a a young age, not being able to play for like six months? Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, it was, it was more like nine, 10 months. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there was nobody on my team had any injuries like that. There wasn't really any, anyone that I could look up to that had a lot of injuries like that. And at that time it was, it was, it was like almost a career ending injury sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? If you didn't do your rehab. Um, But it, it was, uh, it was tough because I had a lot of anxiety growing up as well. And that heightened my anxiety. Um, I, my, my relationship with my dad got worse during that time because it was like, Shay, you're doing your exercises. And as a 12 year old, I'm like, no, nah, it's not a big deal. I don't need to do my little exercises. Right. And I still don't have full mobility in my knee because I didn't do my exercises. Um, but it was definitely, I would say the hardest thing mentally that I've ever had to go through, like the physical stuff, obviously that's hard as well, but it was the mental and emotional, like, you know, watching my teammates and just sitting on the sidelines for nine months is really hard. Yeah. And then like getting back into it, did you feel confident playing again? No. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was, I was so, so scared to get back on the field. Like I was so hesitant. I wouldn't Mm. go into tackles. Like I wouldn't sprint full speed. And so I wore my brace. Gosh, I wore it all the way up until my sophomore, junior in high school. So I wore it for a long time. And I remember in high school, I just took it off and I'm like, screw it. And I like threw it across the field (laughs) because I was so sick of it. And it's like, finally, I was like, I don't need, it was just a crutch, honestly. So yeah, yeah, it was, um, just, I didn't, I didn't trust my body. I didn't trust the process. I didn't trust that, that I was strong enough to, to go into tackles without, you know, getting injured again. Yeah. It's such a mental thing. Like I think back, uh, we always laugh at me because when I tore my ACL, I had to wear that freaking robot. The robotic. And it's just, it sucks. Like it sucks so much, but like, you know, when you're confident enough, you know, you don't need it anymore. So like, it just shows that like, you really dealt with like, a hard time. And a lot of players do like, we've all dealt with what you've dealt with, but like, it's amazing how like you went through what you had to go through to make such an amazing like business out of it. you you wrote a book and like you have your podcast too. So like, actually what's, which came first, the book or the, your podcast? Yeah, actually the, the pod, podcast came first mm-hmm. and then the book was like maybe a year after that. So how did you get into that? Like it's called uh, alpha girl confidence. 
Yeah. So, so the podcast, I just like, you know, I was just like, I need a way to like get this message out to more girls, right? Because it's like, I didn't have a big social media following. And I know podcasting is still picking up steam, especially for, for the young kids now for that generation. But I was just like, I, I don't expect this to be like top charts, but if I can just go out there and help literally one girl, then I'm going to keep doing this podcast. And so I'm so glad I did it. Like it started messy. Like I'm all about taking messy action. It's not perfect. It'll never be perfect. Um, but I know that it's helping a lot of girls and, and I, I love doing the podcast. Like I love having conversations with people like you guys, cause it, it allows for, you know, for these awesome conversations and these awesome connections as well. Yeah. Where awesome. were you when we were playing? Like <laughs> I, get, I look back and I'm like, I can't even get over how much more support players have now compared mm-hmm. to when we played, right, guys? Yeah. Sometimes I'm literally, I'm like, how did we, ha- literally, how did we get through it? What We were told, <laughs> not only were we, like, not told things, but we were told all the wrong things yeah. Yeah. about nutrition, <laughs> mental health, about everything. Like, I didn't yeah. feel intuitive with any of, like, n- with my body. I didn't know. I-, I felt like we were just, like, pushed, pushed, pushed. Machines, yeah. And then yeah. expected to just, like, help ourselves without knowing what we're doing. So like, it's amazing. Like, it's so cool that you're providing another platform for lady ballers and just athletes in general to learn from you. And that, I guess that just goes into the next thing. Like, I know you talk a lot about ways to respond to failures. So can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about how you help people get through challenges and failures? Yeah. I love failure. Like failure is my, my favorite thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because like, like we were just talking about, we were taught, and I think at a young age, it's, it was like ingrained into us that failure is is bad, that failure isn't good. And the reason why, and I work with a lot of parents in like my Facebook group too, but like, think about when we were playing and we made a mistake in a game, like what's the first thing that we do? We look over and see if mom and dad, like how did they respond? And if their body language is poor and if, if they're like disappointed, it's like, oh, we automatically associate failure or mistakes with, hey, I'm disappointing mom or dad. Right. So we, we have this deeply ingrained belief that like failure is such a bad thing. But what I try to teach my girls is that like failure is absolutely your best teacher. Right. And when, when you do things, it's like two things will happen when you take action, when you get outside of your comfort zone, two things will happen. Either one, you will get the outcome and the result that you wanted. That's great. Or number two, you'll get the lesson that you needed. Right. And a lot of the time, the lesson that you needed is way more important than the outcome you wanted. And so it's really it's really like almost rewiring their brains in a sense to like unlearn all of the things that we learned growing up and to relearn a new way to like get outside of our comfort zone and and realize that the only way to improve and get better is to train outside of your comfort zone is to be making mistakes because that's the only way that you're going to learn. Right. And I'm sure guys, sure you guys and, and, you know, in your careers too, and in business, it's like the failures, yeah, they suck, but like, it's, it's the mindset around the failure that will really take you from like being so hesitant in sport and in life to really just going for it and realizing that, Hey, I'm either going to win or I'm going to learn. Like, those are my two options. So either way, it's a win-win. It's so interesting. Cause we, we just asked like all of our followers, what are things that they would tell their coaches anonymously. And so many of them wrote, like, when I make a, like, when I make a mistake, don't, don't sub me out. Cause we associate taking a risk and failing with, all right, I'm going to have playing time taken away from me. And you're literally never put in the scenario 
to actually overcome your failure if the immediate thing that happens after right. you fail is you have to sit and think about it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I was just reading like Steph Curry said that like his freshman oh, year yeah. of college, he had 13 turnovers and like usually after three turnovers, like that's it. You're getting yeah. taken out and that becomes like your career. But he stayed in and ended up scoring like 20 points. And like since then, he's had that mentality like, yes, I had 13 turnovers, but that doesn't mean I have to just end the game there. Mm-hmm. Like I have to overcome it in myself. So but you know, wish coaches would do that, but it's yeah. hard. And so you literally, got, it's also your say, mentality though. Like they, if they see you shutting down, why wouldn't they take you out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like if you're making mistakes and there's a lot of coaches and I asked this on Twitter, cause I have a lot of coaches, like that's my coach or space for coaches. I said like, Hey, would you guys rather have a player that plays full out and makes mistakes in the process or a player that just trains kind of safe and they don't make any mistakes. Well, obviously they all say, I want a yeah. player who, who makes mistakes and trains full out. Yeah, right. But do your actions yeah. allow that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, like, yeah. Cause when you take a player out automatically, they think I'm getting pulled out because I made a mistake. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's like, obviously then if the player though shuts down after mistakes, then they have no choice. So we have to like break that cycle. Yeah. We all play a role in it, but we tend to forget that like sometimes the structure with the coach, it Mm -hmm. kind of like really does start there and it starts at home with your parents. Um, Do you coach coaches? I don't coach coaches, but I have a a really good Facebook group with parents and coaches that I, I do like live trainings in there and stuff because it really is like, there's only so much I can do and we can do Mm -hmm. because they're, they're not with us all the time. They're with their parents and they're with their coaches more than they're with me. So I feel like in order to really, you know, accomplish my mission and in collectively improving the confidence of young female athletes, it has to start with the parents and the coaches. Yeah. I'm curious, but so say I'm a player, say I'm a goalkeeper and I just got scored on. What is the first thing that I should do to get over it? So, I mean, this is what I, I've done and and what I try to teach my girls too, is like, we have to do like some sort of physical reset. Otherwise we go down the negative thought loop. So it's like taking simple, taking a deep breath and then like shaking it out somehow. So for me, when I was playing, I would bend over, pick up grass and throw it as like, I'm throwing my mistakes away, like like just get rid of it. Um, you know, you see players pull up their shin guards, like do something, even just shake it out and then have some kind of positive affirmation or mantra in the back of your head that you can tell yourself when you make a mistake. So for a goalkeeper, you have more time to kind of process that as a player. It's like, you can't do all of those things as you're trying to get the ball back. Mm -hmm. So you have to just find those, those dead periods to kind of like physically reset so that you can mentally reset. I love that. It literally shaking it off. It's so true. Actually, scientifically, I'm pretty sure, you know how like dogs and animals, they shake, (laughs) they shake off. Mm -hmm. Like they literally do that because it's when they have pent up energy like that. And I found that that's so interesting because it's so true. It's like, that's with humans too. Like literally do something like, even if it's like do a quick sprint or something. Yeah. I remember in college, I didn't even know I did this, but our coach pointed out during film, but like, after I would make a mistake, I would shake my hands mm. like on oh, my side. Yes. And Sean yeah. was like, Shannon, you do this every time you mess up. And I was like, you know I don't I even visually... know I'm doing it, but I would always shake my hands. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. literally feel like I actually remember like, that. Recall you doing that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and then like, I was like trying to stop doing it because I looked weird, but I was like, it just helps me like get the nerves out. 
Yeah. No, that's weird. weird. Yeah. It really is like it, it like gets rid of that negative energy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're right, Carly. It really is like this you know, scientific thing. We'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So after the physical thing, what else? What would you recommend? Well, I guess I kind of said all, all three of those, right? So the, the physical reset and then the affirmation. So the, the positive thing that like gets you back up on your horse back and playing. And also don't look over at the sideline. Yeah, like don't look at the hard. sideline because as soon as you do that, you're focused on what's outside of you. You're focused on what are people judging me for instead of being focused on you in the game. So that's another thing too. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, I don't, I didn't do this as a player, but I started doing it after we graduated and it, this is so stupid, but <laughs> my aunt calls me Carly girl and it's very comforting. So whenever, like, say I'm like on a flight and I'm scared, I, I go, yeah. you're going to be okay, Carly girl. You're going to be okay. It's the weirdest thing, but like, that's like a positive affirmation that I do. Yeah. Like whenever I feel uncomfortable or something's like, you know, bothering yeah. me, that's what I tell myself. So I feel like maybe we can mm-hmm. challenge our audience to maybe think of a positive affirmation they can start practicing like say it until it becomes habit you know yep and also you you can give your negative thoughts kind of a a name as well like kind of an alter ego that seems (laughs) less scary because our negative thoughts they're like oh they're these big scary things a lot of the time but like make your negative thoughts less scary because realize that you're not your thoughts like your negative thoughts they are not you So like give them another name or like another voice so that you can be like, Hey, welcome. But I actually don't need you. Like, thanks for coming. (laughs) You know, I love that. What's your negative thoughts name for yourself? (laughs) I actually don't have a name for mine. (laughs) She just has a little squeaky voice though. I don't, I don't know if she has a name. She hasn't earned that right yet. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to come up with a name for each of us. We'll let you know. I always talk in the third person of myself, like all of the time. And I'm, I feel like there are two different ways to talk to yourself and some people need like the comfort and the, to be kind to yourself. And then the mm-hmm. other people need to like rile themselves up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But mine was always, don't be a bitch, Alana. <laughs> don't be a bitch. Whenever I didn't want to do something, whenever I was like, get, found my, like my emotions, like, you know, when you get choked up and you feel like your, their eyes are tearing and you can't breathe right. And yeah. I'd be like, don't be a bitch, Alana. Do you look in the mirror and you're like, don't you be a bitch. Hey, if that, that works, my, me, that, that works was my comedy that got the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That works. That so works. Funny. So, can you tell us also about um, the five actions uh, that you can say that instills a bulletproof mindset? Can we talk about that? About how to like be a master of your own time and your habits to help you like reach your goals? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna condense these down to four because I was like one of these could be one of these could be condensed down to four, but. But it really starts with our the first thing is what we're talking about already is our thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Because our thoughts leads to our beliefs and they can kind of interchange as well. But then that leads to our actions, leads to our results, which leads to results come from confidence, right? Or confidence comes from results. So it starts with the way that you talk to yourself. You have to change the way that you talk to yourself. You will never be confident. You will never have a strong mindset if you talk to yourself like you hate yourself. Yeah. Right. Like we, we would never say the things that we say to ourselves. We would never say those things to a friend. Right. You would never be like, Shannon, you're slow. Come on, girl. Or I guess maybe you would if you're really comfortable. Right. But like you suck. You would never say that to your friend. Mm-hmm. So like, why do you say that to you? And, and for you, Alana, like, I guess that works for you and that's cool. Right. But well, I will um, never so- say, Alana, you're a bitch. I would just say, <laughs> don't be a bitch. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Right. So we have to, we have to like, it's almost thinking like rewriting the story that we're telling about ourselves. Cause we all write this story. We're, we're the authors of our own story, essentially. 
And if we're talking to ourselves negatively, well, that's not going to be a very fun story, right? So we have to change the way our we talk to ourselves. And when you do, you start to re rewrite your story. So that's the first thing is change the way you talk to yourself. And you have to be aware. The first step in doing that is being aware of how you're talking it to yourself, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of the time with negative thoughts, we're not really aware of what they're just so automatic that it's just part of our, our habits, right? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing really is to like take action and like do the thing, even if you don't believe in yourself, like so many of us don't take action or don't do the thing because like, oh, I don't know if I believe in myself, right? But when you take action, like we talked about, when you take action, you'll either get the result you wanted or the outcome that you need, or sorry, the result that you wanted or the lesson that you needed. So it's about taking action. And like one tactical thing that your listeners can do is like do something hard every single day. Because when you do something hard every single day, you build trust and you build credibility with yourself. And you keep that promise to yourself. You build trust, you build credibility, but then you also see results. And then the third one is to visualize. Like I'm a huge visualizer. That's what got me out of like all of my dark times in college. Like I didn't start doing it till my senior year, but when I did like game changer. So visualize whether it's your games, visualize your goals, visualize what you want your life to look like, visualize yourself. Like for me, I get scared when I fly sometimes. So I'll like visualize myself on the plane, just chilling, reading a book, like feeling good and it works. Right. And then the last thing is to, to fail, to fail more often, get outside of your comfort zone more often, because that's the only place that you can grow is outside of your comfort zone. It's the only place that you're ever going to be successful. And yes, it sucks being outside of our comfort zone a lot of the time, but we have to constantly be finding ways that we can get out of our comfort zone so that we can continue to grow. Otherwise we're just going to, you know, be this stagnant person that, that never reaches our goals and and never improves our confidence. I love that. Is that the mindset shift that you had between your junior and senior year playing? Yeah. I mean, it was really like, it was really, for me, it was a lot of self-responsibility and self-accountability and realizing that this is your last year. Like you either go out there and you, you, you try, or you just sit here on the sidelines and, and this is how it is. And that's how all of junior year was, was sitting on the sidelines and pouting. And it wasn't any fun. So it was, it was a big mindset shift for me. And when you look back, it's like <clears throat> you wasted so much time just like doing, yeah. not doing anything that you wanted to do because you were too afraid to. And I, I actually yeah. I think back to when our college coach, um, our trainer would say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. it's true. Like, like that really stayed with me. Like if you're uncomfortable, it's good. It's a good thing. And all the athletes that we know in the professionals right now, like the U.S. national team and the NWSL, they all failed. They all failed to yeah. get to where they are today. So we have to remember that, like, there's no perfect way of getting to where you want to get. Yep, absolutely. And like, the thing is, is we can look at all of these people because it's like, yeah, like, look, I'll, I'll say, oh, remember when Juilliard scored that on goal? Like it happens, it literally happens to the best players in the world. Right. But until you go out and you fail and you learn how to deal with failure, you're always going to be holding back because you're just so scared of what could happen. Was it Brandy? Brandy I think yeah. she had an own goal or something. Yeah. And then she scored the PK and it's like everyone forgot about that. Like that wasn't, right. you know, and even if she didn't score the PK, it's not something that that's not going to be what people remember. Yeah. Like 
was um, gonna say, I don't, I didn't remember that Juilliard scored an own goal. I literally yeah, did yeah. not because like when you overcome and you do, you focus right. on the next play, everyone else is focusing on the next play with you. Yep. Not that one play that you're defining yourself yeah. by in your head. It's and no so one funny. play is going to define a whole game. There's so many parts of a game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's so funny, actually. It's selfish to keep thinking about you and your mistake. Like everyone else has moved on. <laughs> True. Yeah, we're like, we're really like self-absorbed and, and we think that everyone is thinking about me and everyone's thinking about my mistake, but they're not They're Everyone's too worried about thinking about themselves to be worrying about what mistake you made and what you're wearing and what you look like, you know, it's just like, Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> we tend to always forget, like, especially, and as athletes, when you grow up, like it's just, everyone's competitive and, and it's good to be competitive, but like when you're comparing yourself way too much against like with a teammate or a classmate or anything like that, like you lose focus on yourself and your what you're good at and what you're powerful at. Um, so it is a really nice reminder. And do you touch on all of this in your book, She the Confident? Yeah, I do. So like the first part is about like the growth mindset, right? Like growth mindset, fixed mindset, you know, and then it goes into like specific confidence strategies. So I think there's six, six specific confidence strategies um, that you can use to like help you on the field, off the field. It doesn't matter. And then it gets more into like goal setting, how to form habits, how to be a good leader, like that kind of stuff. And, and like, I only wrote it what December of 2019. So it hasn't been that long, but already I look back and I'm like, man, there's so much I've learned since then that like when I don't know when I'll write another one, but I know I will. I'm like, it's going to have so much, like, it's going to be so much meatier just because there's so much that I've learned since writing that, that I, that I wish I could impart. And I do impart it in podcasts and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the book's like, it's super simple. There's like action steps after each chapter where it's like, Hey, you learn this now it's time to go implement. So it's, it's almost like a workbook in, in some ways as well. Yeah. This Which is, is nice. Cause it doesn't feel overwhelming. Then you can do it after each one. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. Yeah. And I just have to say you guys, like I, I've been following you guys when you first started, you know, shit, shit soccer will say you guys got me and my teammates out of, out of a lot of dark times that preseason. <laughs> so, so thank you guys. It's um, yeah, it's, it's fun being here with you guys. Oh, thank you so much. What were you gonna say, Alana? No, I was, I was literally going to say, I feel like when that came out, we were like, everyone was collectively getting out of a dark time. Yeah. Like I like <laughs> literally, like even the things people were tweeting at us and whatnot was like getting me out of a dark time. Yeah. It's just a, it's a rough preseason year. <laughs> it literally it had, was, it was, it was our year. outlet. <laughs> it was our outlet to get yeah. rid of all the so, negative yeah. stuff. Put it That's on, true. put it on a tweet and put it out to the universe. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we appreciate it. it so much and we love what you're doing and we'll put, you know, where people can find your book and your podcast to listen more and to gain improve their confidence it's just such a huge part of everyone's game that they need to stick with it should be something you practice every single day day too not just the physical stuff there's always room for improvement with that Mm -hmm. all right bye shay thank you so much see you guys yeah cool all right we'll hop in tears (laughs) 